I'm Jim Cameron, Jim Cameron Consulting, broadcasting from the Fountainhead, the home of Synergy Billing in Holly Hill, and I'm your host for Volusia Matters. News, interviews, and matters that impact Volusia County directly or indirectly. Now, let's hear some news. Last Friday, I attended the county's economic report breakfast where aviation and economic resources director cyrus callum presented the latest economic data now based on 2020 numbers 168,000 individuals are employed in volusia of those 57,000 work here but live outside Volusia, meaning 110,000 live and work here in Volusia. Now, as for unemployment rates, Volusia was at 2.9% versus Florida at 2.7. Daytona Beach was 3.0. The land was 2.7, Deltona at 2.9, New Smyrna Beach 2.3, while Ormond and Port Orange were at 2.2% unemployment. Now there were 58 commercial building permits valued at 122 million issued in the second quarter and of this, 42 million were multifamily, 26 million warehousing, 24 million retail, followed by healthcare, municipal, and leisure. Now, residential permits increased to 958 in the second quarter valued at 350 million and this was supplemented by 23 redevelopment permits valued at 14 million dollars this was compared to four million dollars in the first quarter next item yesterday august 22nd was election day and in lake helen vernon burton was elected mayor over Kelly Fresca. In Ponce Inlet, Henry Skip White was elected to seat three on the town council over A. Run I. M. Pilet. And in Port Orange, Tracy Grubbs retained the District 2 seat on city council over Sarah Jones. Next item, the school district and Volusia United Educators settled their contract negotiations last week after three bargaining sessions regarding instructional personnel. Now this contract agreement includes approximately $5.9 million total increase to the compensation package, a 2% increase to the supplements, a retention bonus increase, 
and a removal of a 30-year cap. It also maintained a longevity bonus and there was agreement to the teacher salary increase allocation distribution plan. Next step includes instructional personnel voting on September the 7th to ratify the contract. Upon that, the agreement would then go to the school board at their September 12th meeting. We're glad to have with us today the president of Lucia United Educators, and they have just finished a contract negotiation with the Volusia School District. And so, Elizabeth Albert, can you tell us the contents of that contract? Well, sure. And I want to begin by thanking you for the opportunity to share this experience with others. We're very proud of the work that was done this year in our negotiations with the district. It was the most expeditious process that I've experienced during my time as president of Volusia United Educators. So in a nutshell, uh, our team really just wanted to focus on salaries. We wanted to work primarily on the compensation package because at the end of the day, that really is what makes a difference in improvements in the lives of our members. So the compensation package really is multifaceted. We have uh, by law, uh, teacher salary uh, allocation, the TSIA funds that we are uh, directed from the state to provide to our teachers. So we have uh, four different values for the TSIA money and how that will be distributed based, of course, on the outcome of last year's evaluation. There are different intervals and different requirements for um, distributing that money. That, that money uh, is significant, but again, that money is provided uh, by the state. We also, last year, were able to build in what we're calling a retention supplement uh, with the obvious effect of keeping our employees in Volusia, encouraging them to return. Uh, we were able to open that um, eligibility criteria up from, um, it, last year we began at 10 years, this, this year we've backed it down to seven. We were also able to increase the values at each interval. And again, uh, that mechanism really is designed to reward folks who have demonstrated their desire to stay in Volusia reward them for their dedication and their loyalty and all the work that they've done with the kids and keeping them uh, returning to our schools year after year. Uh, we, we have a longevity schedule that is in place. Uh, we have advanced degree supplements that we are now offering to all eligible employees or instructional employees um, for their advanced degrees. So the total package that we were able to agree upon came in right around $5.9 million. And to get that kind of an outcome in the course of three meetings, really, I do believe is indicative of the desire of both teams to want to make uh, substantial improvements in the lives of our folks. And I'm, I'm really, really happy that we were able to do it. Well, again, congratulations though. And, and I wanna say again, I remember firsthand seeing you in action uh, several years ago in, you know, during these negotiations though. But uh, where does it go now from, uh, where does the contract go now? 
So the process in, involves having the tentative agreements ratified by the members of the bargaining unit. So whether you're a member of our organization, Volusia United Educators or not, as long as you fall under that umbrella of instructional personnel, you get to vote. So we're going to put these tentative agreements in front of the 4,500 or so members of the bargaining unit on September the 7th. And we're going to ask them to vote it up or vote it down. It's whatever their pleasure is. We, of course, hope that they would vote for it because we believe it's it's a it's a good package. It's, of course, not the best, but it, it's a good package fair. And so if it is approved at ratification by the members of the bargaining unit, we have scheduled that it will go in front of the board for board approval on September the 12th at that meeting. And then if the board approves it, we will work with our payroll department at the district to work out a timeline for payment and to apply those increases. Next item, a quick reminder on the county's Transform 386 initiative. That's the $328 million community development disaster recovery block grant received from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD. This is to assist the county's recovery, revitalization, and preparedness for future disasters. And also, I want to remind you of the County Council public hearing this Thursday, August 24th, 5.30 to 7.30, County Administration Building in DeLand. This will be to get input on the Transform 386 action plan regarding the damage from Hurricane Ian. And anyone can review the draft of this action plan. Just go to www.transform386.org. And additional comments will be taken up to Tuesday, September the 5th, and may be emailed to transform386 at volusia.org. Next item, August 15th, Jim Chisholm resigned as Deltona City Manager along with two other deputy managers. Now on August the 17th, City Commission appointed Public Works Director Glenn Whitcomb as their city manager. And today we have with us Vice Mayor of Deltona, Anita Bradford. Thank you for being with us today. And I know you had a meeting, a special meeting of the commission last night to discuss uh, the situation regarding search for city manager. Can you tell us how that went last night? I thought the meeting went great. We had some citizen input that was very valuable. And as a group, the commission has decided to have a committee put together that will comprise of two residents. The commissioner and the mayor will choose. And then the city manager, the acting city manager, uh, Mr. Glenn Wickham, he will actually choose some staff to be involved in that committee as well. Those individuals will put together the advertisement that will go out. We're hoping to get some 
ideas from local cities that have had to put advertisements out for city managers and comprise something that we would then be able to put out, put a timeline out and together. Um, and then the selection process will take place with a partnership with residents, um, staff, and the city commission. Next item, August 16th, Daytona Beach City Commissioners donated seven city-owned lots to Mid-Florida Housing Partnership to create affordable homes for low to moderate income families. Now these lots are located in the downtown and midtown redevelopment areas and over the last few months the city has donated approximately 20 lots to nonprofit organizations, including Homes Bring Hope, Red River Group, and Habitat for Humanity, and commissioners to appear to be in consensus about the need for affordable housing. Next item, moving on to the state level, there have been nearly 430,000 applications received from students seeking scholarships under the Florida Tax Credit and Family Empowerment Scholarships. This was based on House Bill 1, which expanded school choice for Florida students. These scholarship programs provide funds to attend participating private schools transportation to any public schools in addition to other options. Florida has the largest expansion of school choice in the nation. Next item. Recently, the Florida Supreme Court granted a request from State Attorney General Ashley Moody for more time to challenge the proposed recreational marijuana ballot initiative. She's arguing the proposal is vague and may confuse voters and should not be on the 2024 ballot. However, the ACLU argues the Supreme Court has a history of striking down these citizens' initiatives. The legalized recreational marijuana ballot initiative has received more than one million signatures, more than enough to qualify. So the Supreme Court has until April 1st next year to rule on the proposed 2024 amendment. Moving on to congressional items, House Conservatives, aka Freedom Caucus, outline demands they want included in a stopgap spending measure in September in order to keep the federal government running thereafter. Wow. Does anybody remember that debt ceiling standoff in Washington just last June? Now, these demands will definitely see opposition from the Democratic-controlled Senate as well as the White House, and at the same time, it puts House Speaker Kevin McCarthy on a balancing act in order to get a spending bill passed in the House without alienating a sizable number of his Republican colleagues. 
Now, don't forget, House Republicans hold just a five-seat majority, so more than likely, McCarthy will need Democrat votes to pass a short-term funding measure that will pass the Senate and be signed into law. Now, some of these House Freedom Caucus demands include lower spending levels that McCarthy and President Biden agreed to as part of that spending bill to increase the nation's debt ceiling. That was just last June. In addition, they want to build more wall at the U.S. southern border and restrict asylum for those seeking to remain in the United States. And there's other stipulations as well. Now, on a side note, the federal funds lending rate has increased to 5.5% as the Federal Reserve seeks to reduce inflation to a targeted 2%. But I wonder if this House stopgap spending vote happens, I wonder if it's going to happen around September the 19th or 20th, because those are the dates that the Federal Reserve meets to consider interest rates. Next item, Career Source Volusia, cities of New Smyrna Beach, Edgewater, Oak Hill, as well as Volusia Business Resources, they'll be presenting Workforce Development Symposium, Connecting People, Opportunities and Resources. This is going to take place Wednesday, September the 13th, 9 a.m., Brannon Center on Riverside Drive in New Smyrna Beach. Presenters will include Robin King of Career Source, Cheryl Weems of Mary Carl College of Workforce Continuing Education, Sarah Daugherty, Daugherty Manufacturing, Bree Castilli, Volusia County Schools Career Technical Education Coordinator, and Doug Collins of Cobb Cole. And to RSVP for this event, go to SV Volusia Manufacturing Technology Coalition site. Next item, on a eh, sad yet happy note, our friend Sue Bauer is taking a well-deserved retirement. She was recently honored by the Ormond Beach City Commission for 24 years where she served Congress members John Micah, Ron DeSantis as a congressman, as well as Michael Waltz. Now she plans to spend more time with her grandkids in North Carolina, traveling, Bible studies, and more. And want to say thank you, Sue, for all your help over the years, and we're sure going to miss you. And in closing, I want to remind you, the U.S. debt now stands at $32.6 trillion and growing every day. Don't forget that Fitch Rating Service dropped U.S. long-term bond rating from AAA to AA+. Look for a new podcast episode to be released next week. 
and the views expressed on this podcast may or may not necessarily express the opinions of Jim Cameron Consulting. For more news, check out my newsletter, which is emailed each month. And if you're not receiving it, call me at 566-2140, and my $1,000 guarantee still stands. Also, next month, all local entities will finalize their fiscal year 23-24 budgets. So check out my annual local government budget tax rate chart attached to today's email. And in closing, I'd like to thank two friends that helped make today's program possible. Deltona Vice Mayor Anita Bradford and Volusia United Educators President Elizabeth Albert. Every time I've called on them when I need help, they've been there. They do a fabulous job, and to them I want to say thank you and keep up the good work. This is Jim Cameron saying God bless and roll tide.